Oh, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Bryce Cherry, he's a busy man. He is a sports editor, the Waco Trib. He's got a new column up talking about Scott Drew. Very positive, very positive column. Uh, Bryce, welcome back to the Mosley Show. Uh, and uh, also say hi to Cam Stewart, the newest member of of the show and we're breaking him in and uh he's he's really been he had a strong start last week then had to take thursday and friday off but he's back and he's he's had a really solid week this week so bryce i know you'll be very welcoming to young cam yeah i saw cam earlier today at the uh baylor uh, men's basketball press conference so we made up about half uh, that crowd bryce yeah that's right literally that's i right. think yeah Matt Mosley, great evaluator of talent, great developer of talent. That's that's what he's trying to get at. Mm-hmm, exactly. Well, my last guy I brought on lasted about three weeks, but Cam, <laughs> I think Cam's I'm already halfway out, there. Yeah, Cam's already about halfway there. But uh, Bryce, this this is an interesting time for uh, well Baylor basketball in general with Brittany, and we'll talk about that in a minute. With, with the Bears needing to go and heading out on this little road trip here. And uh, it's kind of a long road trip, right? They'll end up out there in Provo on Tuesday. They'll go they'll go play the Mountaineers. Like I, I have a hard time because that's going to be both these games will be tough. But if if you if you could win two here, Bryce, you could start kind of formulating a plan for truly being in this conference race. Because I I don't I don't think Houston's going to run away and hide, and obviously. Kansas is not. So if you could if you could win these two games, I I think I think there's a shot that that Baylor could win this conference. Are you having the same kind of feeling? Well, certainly if you, if you win, you know, two straight on the road, I mean, I think you're uh sitting pretty. I mean, obviously you would still have some some tough games ahead against the likes of Texas and Kansas and Houston. So uh, you know, I mean, it, it's it's going to be a grind, uh, e- even if they end up splitting these two. Or, um, but yeah, I mean, if you if you win two, uh, you put yourself in great shape. I mean, they're sitting there at seven and four in the conference, and Iowa State and Houston are eight and three. So I mean, it's anybody's ball game. I mean, uh, you know, this league, um, I think that. You know, you could win or you could lose five games and maybe win the conference. So, I mean, that maybe just six. speaks to – Yeah, maybe six. Maybe, you're right. I mean, it just speaks mm-hmm. to, I think, the, the parity within the league. Yeah, I think that's what we're seeing. And uh, you're writing in this column I was just reading about player development. And it, it's something Scott has done a great job, and you even cited – my gosh, I don't know all the stuff you read. I don't even have access to this stuff. Oddspedia or something that you brought up. And in Scott was voted um, like the top talent developer in college basketball where the people that were surveyed in this thing you were, uh, you were citing. And I, I do think he's been unbelievable. And, and what they've had to learn, though, Bryce, is with these one-and-done types – you, I mean, it's like they Sohan got thrown in because of the 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 John injury, right, to the starting lineup, 
and and he played so well, and they developed him so quickly, he suddenly became a lottery pick. And now we're kind of seeing that with Misi. Even a few weeks ago, I, I thought you could make an argument that Misi, if you paid him a, a good amount of NIL money, could come back. Now I don't think that at all. And so it's a weird sort of development. They used to redshirt these guys, like you mentioned, Corey and others and Motley, now you got to develop them on the fly, and uh, mm-hmm. but quite honestly, Misi, like I, I think we thought Walter was going to be great right away or make a huge impact, and quite honestly, he struggled a little bit more than we anticipated. Misi is developing before our very eyes, um, but doesn't it feel like Bryce, like with these younger players, Scott's had to change. Because he just doesn't, he can't keep these guys around long enough. So they have to develop them in a hurry now. Yeah, it's a, it's a double-edged sword uh, because uh, I think you know the national championship um, allowed Baylor to elevate itself in recruiting and maybe get in some doors that they hadn't gotten in before and get some kids uh, that they hadn't gotten before. I mean, they they had they had landed you know, really top level recruits before, but, uh, but they were, you know, fewer and far between now um, you're getting, you know, five star type guys every year, one and done guys. Um, And, and then add on to that, the fact that the transfer portal has exploded to the level it has. And so you're getting a lot of those kind of guys for maybe a year um, or so. I mean, obviously, Ray J. Dennis is a guy that's only, you know, here a year. So, yeah, you're having to uh, very much develop guys on the fly. And uh, Scott mentioned it when I asked him about it, you know, that it's something that I think all of college basketball coaches are, are navigating and trying to figure out. I mean, it's, it's kind of a whole new uh, world of college basketball. And, and these coaches are still – I think wrapping their minds around it all, because I think if Scott had his preference, um, you know, he wouldn't mind having teams that, you know, were together three, four years, because those are the teams that um, have the best chemistry and have the best shot to win national championships. And I think too, Bryce, it's not even just the, the necessarily the one and dones like the Eve Meese and the Jacoby Walters, but you got to, you got to remember that, Starting backcourt was had the same issues, and that you know Ray J. Dennis and Jaden Nunn had played a lot of basketball, but they hadn't played for this coach, they hadn't played in this conference, and it's in a weird way, kind of like you're putting inexperienced guys out there too. Would would you agree with that assessment? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's you know kind of what I was getting at with the transfer. Yeah, I mean it. It uh, you know it's a thing. It's you know uh, it's college free agency and you're, and you're seeing guys uh, jump around so much and um, more and more, you know, I think Baylor's going to have guys in their program that are there one or two years. Uh, so how do you develop them that quickly? Um, fortunately, I think Baylor has some pretty good coaches, uh, you know, led by Scott and um, you know, they're able to get a lot out of guys, but, but certainly, I think the uh, slow cooking, you know, crock pot type development 
uh, you know, that may start being a thing of the past where, um, you know, guys develop over three, four seasons. And looking yeah. at Eve Meese a little bit, sorry, Matt, just wanted to, he was a guy who comes in obviously with some height, four star, five star guy, but you know, you've seen it for years. I mean, these big men, they're raw and it just doesn't come in right away. And especially a guy who reclassified. So he's supposed to be a senior in high school still, you know, for every Joel Embiid you get in the college game, there's 20 or 25 Taco Falls, right? And here's Eve Misi, a guy who's supposed to still be in high school and I think is one of the most impactful players in the country. Bryce, did that surprise you how quickly he came on and, and how much he how much weight he carries for this team at this point in the season? You know, if I'm answering honestly, yes, it surprised me. Uh, now, when you first saw Eve on the court, like game yeah. one, you go, Dude, <laughs> I mean that guy's a player. Yeah, he yeah he can jump. He's got all the raw athletic uh, skills. And then it was pretty interesting. Very early on in the season, he started popping up on draft boards as a as a potential first round pick. And and it was like, huh, you know. I mean, and then uh, you know, I remember early in the season, Fran Fraschilla saying, uh, comparing him to Clint Capella, uh, and it was like all right, you know, I can see that a little bit, you know. I mean, uh, but I think what has really surprised me is maybe just how quickly Eve is developing. Um, you know, he's, he's getting better just game by game, and it seems to be, you know, uh, you know, we're seeing him grow up in front of our eyes because uh, his post moves are better. You know, he's making shots off the bounce that, you know, I don't think he was necessarily doing earlier in the season. Uh, very early on in the year, I thought, okay, yeah, he'll be a first-round NBA pick, but much like a Clint Capella, maybe just a rim runner. Um, now, you know, he's taking guys off the dribble. He's facing them up. He's making, like, left-handed runners. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, he, uh, his development is incredible, especially considering just how, you know, little basketball he has played. Yeah, and he's learned, <clears throat> Bryce and Cam, how to shoot those free throws. And that's amazing because most big guys, especially young, if they struggle, they're going to keep struggling. And there may be moments that he has, but to go seven for eight, like in a big game, and then help him come back against Kansas with that crowd going crazy, like, it looks pure. It looks like he's worked on it like crazy, and um, and that's got to be. I think even that makes the NBA think. Whoa, what? I mean, this guy uh, is uh, improving at a rapid rate. Bryce Cherry on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. What are you this? What are you expecting Sunday, Bryce, in the way of the crowd? Just the and I and I and I want to take you back to like the first time. You remember seeing Brittany Griner in a Baylor uniform. Obviously, we, we probably weren't following recruiting as closely as we do now, but she was a big recruit. We knew she was going to have a big impact. But when it finally came time for you to meet her, for you to see her in person the first time, I, I can't really remember, honestly. I, I mean, I know it was she was unbelievable, and I remember watching her some on TV, and I, if I'm being honest, I wasn't watching a lot of women's basketball even then on TV, but it was like she was 
a stop-down type moment. What What's the first thing you remember about her, or is there like a first game you remember seeing her? Well, so the first time I met and saw Brittany was mm-hmm. at her signing. I actually drove down to Houston. I was wow. on the Lady Bear at the time. Uh, and you mentioned, I mean, maybe recruiting wasn't as big, but, but Brittany was big because she was the number one ranked player in the country. Uh, ever, she had made a lot of headlines for her dunking in high school. And uh, I, can rem- I can remember, John Warner still gives me crap about this. I can remember making a prediction that her freshman year, um, she was going to, let's see, I think, she, I think her senior year of high school, she had something like, gosh, I'm going to get this number wrong. But it was, I don't know, 40 dunks, let's say. And, and, uh, and I said, I figured out like, all right, 32 regular season games. I bet she has, you know, 60-something dunks this year. And John Warner still gives me crap because he's like, John, than she did uh, in one game, you know. uh, Now, she was incredible national player of the year. I'm not taking anything away from Brittany. But I just figured, oh, they'll get a lot of breakaways and she'll – you know, but it, it, you know, it's still hard to, to dunk. So, um, as certainly I know, I mean, I've only done it on an eight foot rim. So, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, uh, so I met her at her signing and, um, even then she had that just effervescence, you know, I mean, uh, just that fun loving personality. I really enjoyed covering Brittany while she was here, the ups, the downs, uh, you know, she was she was just fun to cover, fun to watch, and you know some of my uh, biggest memories are sitting next to Jerry Hill on press row and uh, looking up and then playing Nobody State, and uh, you know, and it was like um, you know thirty one to eight Baylor, <laughs> and you know Brittany had fifteen points and. And the band starts chanting, Britney's winning, dun, 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 dun. (laughs) (laughs) And the number of times uh, that a guard would, um, like, venture into the lane and just, like, do a complete U-turn and, like, drive right back out, you know? I mean, (laughs) there's not even a stat for that. But she changed the game. Like it changed entire game plans. You you had the game plan for her on both ends of the court, and so I, I really hope that Baylor fans turn out in droves because I think she's absolutely deserving of the honor that she's going to get. I know you know there was a controversial sort of ending to her career at Baylor. Um, you know, controversy a little bit has followed her uh, after that, but. Good Lord, if a Baptist school can't be forgiven, you know, who can be? <laughs> yeah, you kind of led me into that question, Bryce, of what, what What do you think the, you know, you're hoping for them to come out in droves, but what do you think the crowd reaction is going to be like on Sunday afternoon when she's in the building? I suspect that the fans who have, like, decided, okay, we're going to Buy the tickets, game, yeah. <laughs> are going to be, you know, would support Brittany mm. and, you know, thank her for her time. She was beloved at, at uh, Baylor, and I do think that that 
is one of the reasons people were hurt, including Tim Mulkey, when Brittany left and, and had her interview with ESPN and, and said some things. And, and, and I took some criticism at Brittany in that because I, uh, and I've never been a, a Tim Mulkey apologist, but, uh, but I felt like that uh, Baylor actually shielded Brittany from a lot of ugliness. Uh, that I, I mean, I saw it. You know, I, I went to a lot of road games in those days, and um, yeah. So I, I really think the fans that come out on Sunday probably will be, you know, appreciative. Um, I, you know, I would be kind of surprised if, you know, there's protesters or boos or anything like that. You know, I would, you know, I think the people that maybe have issues with Brittany probably will be the ones that just stay home. Yeah, and you mentioned Kim. She'll be down the road, I think, in College Station. But, I, again, if she showed up, they would accuse her of trying to upstage Brittany. When she doesn't show up, which is what's going to happen, it'll be like, oh, she didn't come support Brittany. So, really, really, Kim's no, there's no win there, and, and it would be shocking if she stopped by. And there's no love lost between them and Bryce we don't need to get into that but we know the reasons and both of them have their own reasons and both of their reasons are somewhat valid and and so it's um it's not but it's not anything that we need to adjudicate or even get into but Bryce um you've got some midway stuff on your plate this evening you got a lot to do we had a Baylor uh, game today Baylor baseball and uh Bears boy pitching looked good didn't quite Nebraska. That pitcher was dealing, so they didn't get to him, sadly, and lose that one four to one. But hopefully, this will be a much better baseball season. But uh, Bryce, I appreciate it, and I'm glad you and Cam were out there representing today uh, and and uh, in, in, in questioning Scott Drew as he heads off on this very important trip. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, appreciate always appreciate uh, being on. You bet. And there's always a spot for Bryce Cherry as he heads off into the night to do what sports editors do. I mean, he's got to put the paper to bed. He's got to he's got to get the online version. There's still a print version. It's a very busy man.